I, I've, I've been going through this book that I got recently that uh, I've been talking a lot about uh, this uh, headlines book and uh, he, has, he has a chapter on using wireless connections that don't belong to you if, if your neighbor has a has good internet access um, I know a person that doesn't, doesn't have uh, internet in their home they don't have internet access in their home but I, I said how are you always emailing me and always you know always on the internet always, they said my neighbor has you know they live in an apartment and you know the neighbor has internet access and it's unprotected so I use it all the time so is that is that okay is that better to use something like that so he, he the way he breaks it down in this book is that he says that there are four really uh, four shilas that need to be dealt with number one is is it a, is it possible to violate gazela without a maisekinian without actually doing the maisekinian on an object is that, could that possibly be gazela number two is the general concept of shol shlomidas that a person borrows something without without permission that we can, we consider shalomidas to be a gazlan does that require some sort of uh Kenyan or is that does that refer only to someone who uh that he has an achrayus on the object or does that mean that it could be that he's mamish that's an isra gazela when to to be shalomidas number three is is it possible to steal something that's not tangible that you can't touch is it is, is it even shaykh to steal something that isn't uh, that isn't the thing that's just uh, out there. And number four, he says, what about the general concept of Zenen of Zelochaser? The guy's not home. My neighbor's not home. He works all day. In the middle of the day, I happen to be home and I want to use his internet connection. He's not using it anyway. It's not having any effect. So shouldn't Zenen of Zelochaser Sodom? We should force him that he should be he should have to give me give me the right to be able to use the uh, the internet access. So there are, these are the four issues, and he goes through one by one. First of all, the Mishnah Babakama and and Davayin Tesamad Aleph talks about the the Tashlumi Abrol V'Chamisha that if you steal an animal and you talk about Chumachar you shech but you sell it you have to pay four or five times the, the value and the Mishnah tells us that that's the only if you steal the animal in one Rishos and then you shech it or sell it in a different Rishos but let's say you do it all in the Rishos of the person that you're stealing from meaning you never actually took it out of the property so then that's not a Maisa Geneva the Gemara explains that's not called a Maisa Geneva first you have to take it out of this property in order for it to be a but if you never did a Maisa Geneva in the first place, then you're not going to be Chayiv Dal Vehei. The mission also says if the animal died on its own as you were bringing it out of the uh, the Rishos of where you were stealing it from, then you're not going to be Chayiv at all, because again, there's no Maisa Geneva. So it may, maybe one would conclude from that that if you haven't actually physically removed something from someone else's property, you didn't do a Maisa Geneva. Although it could very well be that that's talking about a of Dalit Vehei, most likely. It doesn't mean that it's mutter. It doesn't mean that it's mutter to go into someone else's property and shecht his animal that could still be an Isser Geneva without a Maisa Geneva, meaning uh, the, the Isser of being Gonev would, would, still, uh, would, would still certainly uh, be included, uh, be, be apply, even if you didn't do a technical Maisa Geneva. So if you use someone's router, you didn't do any, any formal act of Kenyan, you didn't, you didn't make any Kenyanic Geneva on it, but it could still very well be an Isser Geneva. But one could also argue that regardless of whether we view a stolen animal that doesn't that was never taken out of the property of the owner, um, you know, regardless of whether we view that as, as stolen or not, it could be that the using of a router would not be considered geneva because in the case of the animal, you never see. In the case in the case of the animal, he he he, he did 
do something, he did grab something that belonged to somebody else. Whether he actually removed it from the Rishos or not, okay, but he did actually take something that belonged to somebody else. Whereas by the router, he didn't actually do any act of theft whatsoever. There was no mice that he did at all that was, that, that, that was Geneva. It's just that his computer connected to the internet and he decided to continue to use the internet. But there was nothing that he did to the router, nothing that he did to draw anything from there. So one could argue that maybe that's less than the case of the uh, of the behema. Perhaps, potentially, one could argue such a thing. But the truth is, either way, it's going to be us. Because when you borrow someone else's property, when you decide to use someone else's property without that, that permission, uh, then that's that's a violation of Shol Shlomidas. Shol Shlomidas has a din of a gazel. And Shulchan Ark writes in Chosh Mishpat in some Reish Sadi Beis that if a Shomer uh, be, uh, begins to use something that he's supposed to be watching, he's immediately a gazel as soon as he begins to use it. Shulchan Ark seems to say that he's considered a gazel not when he picks it up, but when he uses it. So it's not when he does an act of kinyan, because he's allowed to pick it up. He's a shomer. He's protecting it. It's only when he starts using it in a way that he's not supposed to use it, that's when he becomes a ganav. The Gemara in uh, Basra and Daf Peiches talks about a, a guy who owns a store who uses the customer's kalim to, uh, to, to, for his own purposes as a measuring cup or whatever for other customers that he wasn't authorized to do. So the Gemara says that's a shol shlomidas and that's therefore going to be a violation of Geneva as well. The, uh, then the Roshbam explains that it, when does it, at what point does he become a gazlan? That's after he measures with the kli. It's not when he picks it up. He's allowed to pick it up. He's a shomer. But when he uses it, so that seems to, to be a raya that a shol shlomidas is not from the moment you pick it up, but it's from the moment that you use it beyond uh, what, what, it's, what you're allowed to what you're allowed to use it for. Rashbam says similarly earlier in Babasra and Dafnan Zainam Bays that if a person parks his animals on somebody else's property without ever getting permission to use that property, it's also Shoshlamidas. He's not damaging the property, nothing's happening to the property, he didn't take the property, he didn't do a Kenyan on the property. He just put his animals there. But using something, the very usage of something without permission is probably enough to be considered a Gazlan, even if uh, even if you didn't do a Kenyan Geneva, even if you didn't affect any change in the item, even if you didn't do any Misa on the item, just the very usage of someone else's things. So you're using someone else's router, that would seem to be enough to be a problem of a uh, of, of a Shol Shlomidas. That's, uh, that seems to be pretty clear. What about the fact that when you're stealing something, when you're stealing the uh, the internet connection, it's a Dabrashen Blamamish, it's something that's not tangible at all? So there's a very well-known Rambam in Hilchus Shofar in Paragal Falach Gimel. The Rambam says that if you use a stolen Shofar to try to get the mitzvah of Tekiah Shofar in Rosh Hashanah, that uh, you can still get the mitzvah because the mitzvah is done from from the call of the shofar, and uh, the, the shofar itself is the stolen object, but the call isn't what's stolen. The call of the shofar is where you get the mitzvah from. It's not from the object of the shofar itself. Probably this relates to what the Gemara Psachim says on Daf Chavav, that kol mar that just like there's no from mi'ila, one doesn't violate mi'ila when one sees the sights of Hagdish, or hears the sounds of Hagdish, or smells the smell, the aromas of Hagdish. It's not a violation of mi'ila because it's it's not tangible. So, mainly the Ram molds the same is true when it comes to uh, when it comes when it comes to uh, the stolen object. That if it's an object, so yeah, that's stolen. But a sound of a shofar is not considered something that was stolen, and therefore would not be considered a, uh, a geneva. Now, the Ravid says that the Ramam's right that if you use the stolen shofar, you get the 
mitzvah, but he says, but for a different reason. He says, even if it could be that you uh, that you violate stealing from the sound itself, the Ravid says you could still get the mitzvah because there's Yerushalmi in the third parak of Sukkah that uh, derives from the way the Torah formulates the mitzvah of shofar that you can even be yotze with the stolen shofar. The Yerushalmi actually uh, quotes both days, quotes like the Rambam a little bit and quotes like like the Ravid. So it seems that whether the Yisra of Gazela applies to a Dabashin Mamish might depend on that Machlux Ram Ravid. Ram would say no, if it's, if it's not something that's not tangible, it's just like Kolmar Varechim Bomishumila. There's no Gazela on something that's in Bomamish, whereas the Ravid would say, no, there is Gazela on something that's uh, that's 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 Bomamish. Maram Shik in the Chuvan Yardeas in Kufnun Vav, however, says that since the Halacha uh, is like the Rambam, uh, when it comes to a stolen shofar, so you see that uh, something that's not tangible is not subject to any isra of gazela. So he says, if someone, let's say, the Maram Shik talks about someone who steals someone else's chidushe Torah, I present someone else's chidushe Torah as my own chidushim. Let's say I was telling you this year, and I didn't tell you I saw the whole thing in the book called Headlines. I just decided, oh, you know, I'm so smart, I put this together in five minutes before shir. I came up with this uh, with this whole approach. So the Maram Shik says that that's not considered a violation of gazela. Maybe other things, maybe maybe a violation. Of other things, but not a violation of gazela, because ideas aren't tangible. We pass my problem, and something that's not tangible is not a violation of gazela. However, however, that might depend on how we view the halacha that gazela b'davrashen b'mamish is not called gazela. Meaning, what's the reason that stealing something that's b'mamish is not called gazela? There are two potential ways one can explain why it's not gazela. You might explain that something that's not tangible is not the kind of property that the Isser of Gazela could apply to, meaning the Torah's Isser, do not steal, means don't steal something tangible. Or one might explain it a little differently, that when you're dealing with something that's a Mamish, you're not actually taking away anything from the other party. Let's say I enjoy the sights of Hegdish. Whether I'm opening my eyes or closing my eyes, Hegdish isn't losing anything. When I hear the sound of the shofar, the shofar, the, the person the shofar was stolen from isn't losing anything more by me hearing the sounds or me closing my ears and not hearing the sounds. Maybe that's why there's no consideration of Zed by Dovashem It's like lighting a candle from another candle. That you're not actually stealing the light from one candle to another. It just, it, it just, it just goes from one, from one to the other. Now, if you say like that second approach, that that's the reason for that there's no issue of Zed by Dovashem because the person's not losing anything, well, then by using someone's internet access, it's not pushed at all that that would be called Dovashem Bomamish because he is, his, his own connection is slowed down. From uh, from you using his his uh, internet connection, so that even if you hold that, that there is no gzela by mamish like the Rambam, it would still be a violation of gzela if that's the svara for it. The svara is that he's not losing anything because he is losing something. And aside from that, now when it comes to the the issue, you know, a lot of times people say, okay, so he's not home. I'm going to wait till he's not home, and then when he's not home, it's mamish zenanevizalochaser. It's mida sedom for him to be makpid. For me to use it when uh, when he's not home. So uh, a lot. Of this is one of the most often misunderstood halachos. A lot of times people say with downloading music, they say the same thing. I'm not going to buy it anyway. I'm allowed to get enough from it if he's not going to lose out anything because I wasn't going to buy it anyway. Zenan of Zelochasa, Taisus points out in Masech's Baba Kaman Davchav, and it's, it's really a Dover Pasha, I think. And Zenan of Zelochasa does not mean that you're allowed to do it. What's, what's the case of Zenan of Zelochasa in the Gemara? You're a squatter. You go into someone's house and you live there without permission. It's mutter to do that? To go into someone's house and live there without permission when they're not there? That's absolutely us to do. You're not allowed to do that. 
question is, is he going to be after you've done it, where he didn't lose anything and you happen to be there anyway, can he charge you rent for it? Okay. So he couldn't lease it out anyway, whatever. So then he, may, may, he can't charge you for it after the fact. But can he be makbid and tell you not to do it and make it usher for you to do? Absolutely he can be makbid and tell you not to do it and make it usher for you to do. Same, it's true with downloading music and it's true with, uh, with this as well. That for a person to say that uh, it's Zenon of Zalachasso, I'm allowed to use his stuff. Not only use someone else's stuff just because he's not losing something from it. This no means that we're not gonna. He's not gonna be allowed to, to charge you from it. The Ramah writes in Chosh Mishpat Shin Gimel Sivav a little bit of a different uh, different explanation from the Mordechai. The Mordechai says Kovron Midas applies only if the owner couldn't get any hana from the item anyway. But in the, when you take uh, when you live in someone else's property and because you're living there, the owner doesn't even have the possibility of being able to lease that, that, that land to anybody else. So even if he doesn't plan on leasing it, but you took away the possibility of him of him doing it, then he's allowed to uh, to, to keep you out of living of living in that property. So if you say like that, Rama, one could say that uh, that someone who owns a wireless connection uh, would would be required to allow other people to access uh, his connection because he has no possibility of leasing the rights to that connection. But again, the pashtus is not that way at all. The pashtus is that a person has a right to tell you, this is my my property, and you're not allowed to use my property, even if I'm not if I'm not currently uh, using my property. In addition to the fact, you have to realize I don't know exactly how routers work, but there, there's got to be some some element of wear and tear, right? All those little lights uh, light up when someone's using or whatever. There has to be some element of uh, wear and tear on the the router itself as it's being used. I, I would I would imagine. Now, one could make a strong argument that if a, if a router is not password protected and it's just an open network, that none of this would apply. That that's ki'ilu, a person's announcing, I'm a good guy, I'm willing to share. It used to be, I would say, not that way. That, you know, that it was a thing that you would go out of your way to dock to set up a password. But I think nowadays, whenever you set up a router, the first thing they ask you for is, what do you want your password your password to be? So if a person dafka bypasses that step and says, nah, I don't want a password, so that could be an, an overt act of mechila. On, uh, on, on the use of his router, and uh, and if he ever doesn't, if he ever wants to change his mind, it's very simple. Just go set up a password. So probably the best argument to be made nowadays to be able to use someone else's router is not Zenen of It's not Not any of these things. The best argument probably to be made is the fact is if a person didn't set up a password, then uh, then it could be a clear a clear act of uh, of mechila. But that does not mean that if someone set up a password and you know a way around it, and you know that you're allowed to steal the password to get or get around it, that would be absolutely forbidden, I think.